0: You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 760. Legion of Superheroes, number 68, Lethal Webin, Sue. Welcome to episode 760 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am a long goodbye lad. A friend of mine is uh moving out of province. And um, and basically, I think we're in like week two of a of a of a three-week um um farewell tour, basically. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so, uh, so uh, Jan couldn't make it to the one last night, and so she was like, "Oh no, I'm, a, a, you know, I'd tell him I said bye." And I'm like, "You're gonna see him next week." And she's like, "Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> there's there's a lot going on. It's all good. So, uh, so yeah, we uh, he's one of the guys I, I've been playing music with since I was about twelve years old, and wow. uh, so we got together and uh, and played some tunes last night, and it was. Awesome. Our uh, our friend Wally even uh, did a makeshift, uh, you know, uh, su- suburban backyard um, friendly kit uh, uh-huh. with his drums. He brought a, a snare, some brushes, a, a hi-hat, a cymbal and a little uh, a little kick drum piece more. Not something that you can necessarily hear, but more so that he could uh, uh, to help him keep time, and oh. <laughs> and uh, and it was awesome. You know, played uh, played for about three hours, and um, you know, getting people to throw around requests, and it's like, okay, you requested it, come on up and sing it with us. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: remind us how that goes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Can you? Ya-
0: i'm a few bars <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh how go things to the south travis
1: uh hey everybody this is travis Ellisor, and tonight i am clean shaven lad uh it's thinking over. about thinking about the old popeye uh cartoon clean shaven man myself
0: and <laughs> yes
1: i always love that one um I don't know if anyone's – for you you kids out there, old black and white Popeye cartoon that I always remember where uh, Popeye and Bluto or Brutus both hear a little singing, I want a clean-shaven man, I want a clean-shaven man. And, of course, they agree to shave each other because you had to do it in a barber's place for some reason. No one can shave theirself. I don't get it. (laughs) And of course they end up fighting the whole time And then at the end They're finally cut cut up Bandaged all over their faces And looking olives with a man with a giant beard Uh, But anyway I had some facial hair for the past month Six weeks, something like that Which I do Once a year, maybe, and I grow it until I just get so irritated by it, I have to just shave it all off again.
0: (laughs) See, that only takes me about five days.
1: (laughs) I've tried. I know how I've tried Uh, because my hats off to you, dude. This time, I was actually—I've trimmed it and like sculpted it a little bit. I was—I was actually going, okay, maybe I can do this a little longer. You know, and like p- people who, my friends, workers, co-workers and such were just like, oh, it's looking good this time, making it, and then today I go, I was just going to trim it today, just going to trim it. Yeah. Somehow, even with the guard on the electric razor, I cut a bald spot right into the middle of my mustache. I there don't you know go. how I did that. No idea. And uh, I was like, well, there we go. It's, it's over.
2: It's over. Gone. Was like it was one of those quote unquote accidents.
1: Yeah, well, you know. Psycho-
2: subconsciously you want mm-hmm. it gone.
1: I'm I I find that it's easy to trim the beard part yeah. to a certain length, but the mustache I struggle with trying to keep from getting just long and ugly. Again, yeah. curling it gets longer and then it curls right into my upper lip, which right. drives me insane. Yeah. yeah. And I I don't know, because you can't quite get at it at a good angle under your nose, and I'm trying to trim it, and I fight with it, and then it's over. Anyway, that is That that is my continuing
0: lifelong struggle with facial hair. And, you know, your whole thing really kind of um, landed me on a, when did, you know, what was the story with the Bluto versus Brutus thing? And, And I thought that Brutus was first, and then Bluto, but it turns out it was the other way around. Correct. Well, it,
2: it was a, It was kind of a weird rights thing between the comics and the cartoons. I think.
0: Yeah. But they, like, they, they, they are thought- now.
2: They are now both comic characters, though, and they hang out sometimes, and it's very funny.
0: Oh, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I
2: follow the current Popeye comics because they are very good. Who's doing them now? Uh, well, off the top of my head, I can't tell you because um, I'm bad with names. But there's like three <laughs> different people. Hmm. there's um so there's a regular daily which is more like classic Popeye uh-huh. then, which is done by one person then the Sunday yep. strip is done by a webcomic artist I'm very familiar with um whose name escapes me I'm that familiar with him <laughs> uh, which is very different and You're very familiar modern. with his art <laughs> um, I think it's is it Randy sorry I'm typing really quickly oh, go ahead. that bothered me I can't remember his name uh coming up. At any rate, he does the Sunday strips and they they have a kind of modern bent to them, which I find very funny. And yeah. then there is a spin-off web-only comic called uh uh Popeye and Olive. Um RK
0: Maholland.
2: RK Maholland. Like oh, yes, that is um, yes, that is the Sunday strip guy. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh yeah. I dig it. And he does and and, and sorry, the, the Popeye and Olive comic has two artists. They go back and forth on each strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh one is uh Mahalland and the other one's another person. And they're both very good as well. Uh I reckon if you mm-hmm. have a Kings Features has a website where you can read all the strips if you have a subscription. Oh, that's otherwise. Neat. Otherwise, you can read all the strips for the last two weeks for free. Uh-huh. Uh, I recommend checking out the Popeye comics on there. They're they're very good right now. I I personally, I think. That's awesome. I remember uh, all, like
0: a number of years ago. Um Roger Langridge um, yes. did uh, did a series um, that was fantastic, and um, you know very much evoked that that sort of old school feel of it. And um, so, yeah, that's neat. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to check that out, Jim. I appreciate your. Uh,
1: I'm actually looking at one of the today Sunday strip, and I like the art style.
2: Yeah, yeah that's Randy. He he does a web, he does a web comic called something positive. I followed her about 20 years. Okay. Uh, the fact he's a massive Popeye Mark and he got this gig. Like they were, uh, if I remember correctly, like five years ago, King features was, did a thing where basically, um, amateurs or fans could send in their comics and they would get up on the website. And I guess Randy impressed him so much. He kind of got some, some, uh, some gigs, Doing Popeye comics off and on, and now he's the regular Sunday Strip guy. That's it's pretty so nuts.
0: Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, that is neat.
1: Yeah, I've read a lot of the uh, really old originals, the old, uh, that his um, Fanographic System reprints of the hard Yes, covers. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the old Thimble Theater stuff.
1: Yeah, those are old school, long, long adventure stories. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun, and I've watched a ton. Of course, I watched a lot of Popeye cartoons when I was a kid. Yeah, but uh, my uncle Jeff, um, the one who's mentally handicapped, that's like his favorite character of all time. Oh, that's Popeye. awesome! So, so back when they came out with the first DVD releases of all those old cartoons and sets, yep. yeah, I bought those for him. And Aren't there are uh, like
2: three different like studios that did Popeye cartoons, though.
1: Yeah, like did these Fle- are the. Did Fletcher
2: do any? I forget. Yeah. Fletcher, yeah, yeah.
1: These are all the, all the early year.
2: ones. Uh,
1: and these that are was the, the originals. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go to like the. When you get to like the '80s, you get a lot of the. Oh, I don't know. It's like Popeye and Son. These thirty-minute yeah. things and all. This is like the all the old school stuff. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. even know if we ever got to the color stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh.
2: Well, I, I grew up on a lot of reruns of the color stuff.
1: Oh, okay yeah we yeah. I grew up on the reruns of the black and whites.
0: yeah yeah same same there was uh there would be the odd color cartoon in there but a lot of them were black and white and that's why and and, and so they and kind of equally distributed between uh uh Bluto and Brutus um or Brutus, as he would sometimes say yeah. <laughs> um huh, yeah yeah oh yeah that uh That uh, Randy Milholland stuff looks neat.
1: Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for joining the Popeye podcast tonight. Take a drink. Uh, (laughs) I guess we'll move on to James.
2: Get ready because I'm going to name drop Popeye at some point in the next five minutes. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell and this week I am Gladiator Guy. So all of our talk about Iron uh, Monroe uh, last couple episodes got me to actually go out and read the Gladiator.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Uh, yeah, you, who, have, you've read it, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, years ago, but uh, yeah. Travis, do you have any intention to read it?
1: Hmm? I'm lost. We were talking about Iron Monroe Gladiator. What's Gladiator?
2: Gladiator's is a, no- a 1930 novel written by Philip Wiley.
1: Oh, 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 we did talk about this. No, I have not read it, and no, I probably never will.
2: So I read it, and uh-huh. here's, the fa- here's a fascinating thing. I haven't read a lot of, like, pulp stories from yeah. the 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So my context for like when this was written and you know how it's written is kind of skewed. I'll be honest okay. because yeah. this book feels like it was written yesterday. It is. It feels very ahead of its time.
0: It's a heck of a read. It really it is. is.
2: It is surprising to me how. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? D- Let's set the context real quick. It's 1930. This is before the shadow. This is before the phantom. This is before. Yeah. Uh Doc Savage. This is before this is before the entire like what we consider the pulp hero era. Yeah. Well before superheroes. Superman's seven years away from here. Uh at this point, Popeye had only been introduced the year before
0: three minutes. In Theater. Yeah. You did well Good job. Good job. Yeah. Nicely done.
2: And here's a book that what I would say is it is practically a deconstruction of the superhero myth before the superhero genre exists <laughs> it even exists exactly it, it is a fascinating like not i keep trying to say satirical but it's more of like a takedown of society of social norms of capitalism not only mm-hmm. of capitalism also socialism i mean mm-hmm. i'm sorry communism religion it basically takes shots at everything yeah it's it's fascinating, and it, and it's crazy. Like, if this is the inspiration for Superman, baked right in is the idea that that one man with all this power really can't do anything to change like society. Yeah, and that's kind of the whole thrust of the book: is that all this power, this strength, this invulnerability, it doesn't automatically mean you're going to be a great man in the end. Right. And it's just, it was fascinating to me because I did not expect it to, I expected like a pulp adventure thing where he's strong, Mm. like a very Doc Savage sort of thing where this this great, this great man story. And it's like the antithesis of the great Mm -hmm. man story. It's crazy how good it is. And also, I believe it also constitutes like erotica of the period because it's very much about all of his sexual exploits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very much. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um I mean, it's great that in in that you know it it influenced uh, um, Siegel and Schuster and, and and interesting that it was a deconstruction that uh, um, of yeah, like you say, of of something that didn't even exist yet. It's
2: because because um, you know, so the Superman mold gets created, superheroes
0: yes, get created, and
2: yes. they're treated as heroic, larger than life heroes, and. Um, who get the respect of like all of their peers and like the police and the politicians and Superman shakes JFK's hand and all that. And this book right from the get go is saying, no, that's not how this goes. Literally it's, it's all jealousy, fear, and hate. It, it's actually is more common with the X-Men in a lot of ways where someone who's different is ultimately uh, cannot find his place in the world. It's fat. It's just, it was just so fascinating to read that this was written in the th- well, it was probably written in the 20s, but it was published in the 30s. Right. Yeah. It, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, I love that you enjoyed it. I love that. That's awesome. I, and I, I
2: highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> bonus points, only mild race, racist crap in it.
0: <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a few times where you're like, oh, hmm. right. This was. Yeah. But but you're right. Like the writing style does uh, lend itself to. Um, to feeling a little more modern i mean and and, and so those little bits where it cynical. does cynical is back. the word I be, is what uh, the word i've been looking
2: for i can it's see a that. somewhat cynical novel yeah
0: yeah um interesting though that it um you know of course inspired uh, uh the creation of superman and then inspired the creation of the quote-unquote substitute superman uh in young all-stars when uh yeah. um and, uh and uh Alan actually corrected me from the other week when we mentioned uh Munro, um pointed out that uh Munro Monroe was actually um uh Danner's son okay so, yeah so that's how that tied into it uh it is still a different character that wasn't you know noted in the uh yeah in, he, the, he in did, the book but yeah there was no equivalent character in the book yeah exactly definitely yeah, a fabrication
2: of DC and Roy Thomas,
0: yeah, yeah, and and then of course uh, you know Armie Monroe, you know that you know he showed up not wearing a super suit, um, and uh, and when you look at the um, Rags Morales take on Superman in uh, in the New Fifty Two uh, Action Comic series, right. very similar, very much based yeah. on that that aesthetic, right? And yeah, t-shirt um, and pants. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, you know, you can see where they pull, you can see where they pulled from that because it, it, again, had a lot of those elements that the, the sort of more, um, uh, political and, um, ideological, uh, uh, things that were, that were in Gladiator. And they kind of pulled that into, into it as well. And to be fair, so did Siegel and Schuster. (laughs) Right. Well,
2: yeah. in part of my research apparently they they never claim to have taken inspiration from the novel. It's just inferred by everybody because of how similar they are. Because because right. uh, the char- the character of Hugo Danner has all of Golden Age Superman's powers. They are equivalents in pretty much every respect yeah. except their origins. And remember, in originally Superman got his powers because he came from a high gravity planet. That's so that so that changed dramatically over the years too
0: yes yeah they uh yeah i mean they, you know the the uh the mythos was of course not fully formed <laughs> nice
2: but uh no it's a good book recommend it i it, it surprised me it was one of those books that really surprised me i was afraid it was being one of those books i got into and said oh this prose is dated i just i can't get into it it's just written yeah, yeah. no it's yeah. like i said it feels like it was written yesterday feels like it's a brand new book crazy
0: yeah and I thought the same thing when I read it like nearly 30 years ago. And I mean I read it again about uh, about 20 years ago but it's uh yeah it's um it's it, you know and I would never have discovered it if it hadn't been mentioned in the letters page of uh of Young All-Stars.
2: Yeah. Well it's uh, really easy to get now. It's uh, I think there's like 6 bucks on Kindle.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, exactly. And I got like a a a paperback edition uh a few years ago. It was um mostly out of print of course when i was searching for it originally it was uh hard to find and as i said i got it from the uh university library and uh had to get it back so i could get my diploma Uh, (laughs) um but uh, you gotta return all your library books you can't graduate that's right that's right They'll, they'll they'll get you they'll get you um but yeah you know so so i read it back then and uh I really enjoyed it and then and then later on I was like you know I really need a copy of that I wonder if uh, you know if it's back in print and uh it turned out it was um you know it's one of the things you run into sometimes with these things is uh is um you know just because your favorite uh comic book writer uh used it as as reference doesn't always mean that uh that someone has decided I would like to print a bunch of copies of this and maintain that inventory.
2: <laughs> oh, it's not six dollars it's ninety nine cents
0: even better well, yeah. Folks, you you can't afford not to read this. <laughs> there you go, all right.
2: That's it. That's it for me.
0: Outstanding. Now we move into the next ses- section because uh, Michael is not joining us today because he is still uh, on a uh, on uh, a message uh, a me- message a mission. <laughs> in- I'm going to check the message to see where he's on a mission in deep space and uh, and so right now he is. He said. No, that's when he's setting his alarm. Ah, so uh, this week he was a cruise ship kid. So there you have it. Um, All right. What do we got in the way of Legion news? Hmm. I hear the crickets. I hear the crickets. Well, I mean, I I, I suppose there is the the story uh, posted earlier today in our group thread about the... uh, um, about the guy who named his daughter Laurel after a Legionnaire.
1: Is Michael reading
0: British tabloids now? I think that's what (laughs) it is. Is he the one who sent it? Oh, I think
2: so, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't think any of us would have found it.
0: I I mean, Laurel Grand uh, is... uh Oh, (laughs)
2: Laurel Grand... (laughs) Most was famous of DC
0: characters. A little oh grand. my gosh, yeah. Oh. Hey, at least they said they noted that she was a replacement for Supergirl, primarily as a member of the Legion of Superheroes. We'll chalk so, it up
2: to that old spell correct.
0: Yes, yes, perhaps, perhaps. Um, anyway, uh, they had it narrowed down, and apparently his wife's not crazy about it. Um, well, it's,
2: apparently they're not crazy about the, its source. Apparently they had no problem with the name before they knew it was from a comic book. Mm-hmm which is a ridiculous stance to take in my opinion. If you like the sound of it without knowing the context, what is the context?
0: What does change? what does it matter exactly? Exactly. Um yeah, anyway, that's that's literally what we're reduced to. Um yeah. you got in terms of to... Legion news folks. Um you know, we should find the worst possible connected uh Legion story every week just so that we can point out that <laughs> That's what we're reduced to. All right, so let's get into it. We got a we got an issue to talk about. Travis, why don't you lead it off?
1: Yeah, tonight we're going to kick off with Legion of Superheroes number sixty eight, and let's let's talk about this cover first. Um, yes. So the cover is by Alan Davis and Mark Farmer, with colors by Tom McCraw and this is the beginning of them doing uh, pretty much fifty issues of covers this uh, is alan
2: davis oh yeah i kind of see it it's doesn't definitely really, alan, does it doesn't does oh it doesn't jump out to me as an alan davis cover
1: oh it does to me maybe, it's,
2: maybe it's because every most everyone's faces are obscured and he has very he has very yeah. obvious faces
1: yeah yeah he 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 is I, I always say that i do not have a favorite comic artist but if i did it'd be alan davis
0: <laughs> uh, so i
1: recognize his work immediately and nice. also people have been influenced him i'm recognizing me i'm just a diamond allen davis mark i'll admit it um but yeah he's about to do like i said about 50 issues uh
0: it's amazing
1: and they're all fantastic uh this is probably one of the least iconic looking because it's just it's pretty busy
0: yeah um right.
1: there's a lot of characters going on here we got your sp- your, your spider aliens going against the Legion. And just to describe the cover, we've got a couple of members that are getting webbed up. On, uh, we got Apparition, we got Cosmic Boy, we got Le- Leviathan Kinetics. And in the bottom right, we see a blue eye. It's someone. Um. Anyway, uh, the mm-hmm. subtitle on the top is Lethal Webbing 2, which just, I, I've. Puns are the lowest form of comedy, so of course my favorite
0: (laughs) Very nice
1: So, uh, let's move into page one And it's a sticky situation We've got (laughs) (laughs) a roll call on the left and the right We have Andromeda, Apparition, Chameleon, Cosmic Boy, Invisible Kid, Kinetics, Leviathan, and Spark it says, in pursuit of the captive Spark and Cosmic Boy, the Legionnaires have followed their captor, the spider creature Tangleweb, to his homeworld. Now they're ready to fight for their friends. It should be quite a battle. The odds are five to one. In the middle, we've got Apparition, Andromeda, Chameleon, Kinetics, and Leviathan. They have shadows falling of them from the spider aliens from Tangleweb's race. And then we have our credits, your guides to the 30th century, Tom Pyer and McCraw, plot, Mark Way, Dialogue, Lee Motor Pencils, Ron Boyd Inks, Tom McCraw Colors, Bob Panaha Letters, Mike McGaveney, Assist, and KC Carlton edits. Now somebody sorry, go ahead. I
2: was gonna say someone went a little crazy with the zipatone on
0: game here. <laughs> yeah, the shadows. Yeah, it's pretty strong. Uh, what I do like, though, is that he has the worst of the shadow because uh, he is, of course, the person that this would normally affect the least. You know, oh, yeah. having someone yeah. towering over him is uh, is a neat, um, you know, a neat contrast with uh, with you know who he is and what his powers are.
1: All right, next we got a big double page spread against the Legionnaires. They're surrounded. Apparition says, Andromeda, how many? Andromeda's floating up to into the air. She says, two dozen, and not a one of them Tangleweb himself. <clears throat> Kinetic says, What's ease for? Take us to your leader. <clears throat> and uh, the spiders are speaking some language that we cannot comprehend. Leviathan runs at one of them and starts increasing in size. He says, I think this will get the message across. Hit him. And uh one of them starts spraying his webbing stuff out of his mouth. It, apparition, it goes straight through, and it hits kinetics instead with a splurge. <laughs> and uh, Apparition says, and don't let them web you like they did cause. And I said, look out. Of course, I mean, a <laughs> little late. Uh, uh-huh. Leviathan says, Andromeda, you're the strongest one here for the last time. Dig in and fight. And she's hesitating, saying, "I, I, I can't touch them. They're so alien." <laughs> and she's just avoiding their blows. Mm-hmm. Leviathan, obviously frustrated, is saying, "Oh, for the th- buzz them, fry them! I'm not here to watch your cowardice get us killed." And uh, the other legionnaires are starting to attack. And and uh let's go with some flash vision. And. Uh, it is flash vision for Dex at the moment, right?
0: Um I think that's kind of what they're going with in general in the future. Close enough. Yeah, you know, so as not to anger, you know. <laughs> the great and mighty Superman office. Exactly.
1: Um so anyway, uh she lets go with some some form of eye vision, heat vision, flash vision, what have you. And she's flying in between them, letting them go. Then, of course, she gets a webbing shot at her. And she's thinking, don't panic. You're sealed in a trans suit. As long as it holds, you're perfectly safe. But then That's she gets something in her face. And Ugh. and then she gets hit in the back and it rips open the trans suit. She screams. She goes down. Uh, Leviathan screams her name. Andromeda, oh, my God, I thought she was invulnerable. Legionnaires, Regroup. And then he gets webbed, splurge, uh, apparition, solidifies long enough to hit one, and she says, I can get in a few punches if I turn solid, and Kinetic says, so can they, turn back, turn, ooh, and she and uh, apparition get taken out.
0: Oh, yeah. Poor Appy.
1: <laughs> such, a, such a great nickname. Um, <laughs> We cut away. We see a ship coming in. Someone saying, hello, anybody home? And it is Lyle Norg, Invisible Kid. He's thinking, I don't get it. I made great time in the Shadow Stalker. Also, this thing came uncloaked in the sky. Uh, and the others never even knew I was in pursuit. He says, calling out Legionnaires. Come in, boys. And he's coming up. He sees a damaged ship. He's thinking, I saw their cruiser over the horizon, but no sign of them or anyone else getting a weak homing hum- signal. They're not in that crate, are they? And he's investigating the ship. He says, nope, nothing's in here. I don't know whose ship this is, but it's gutted. All the tech's been hoarded and carted away. A sure sign that table- Tangleweb is close by. He hears a noise. Oh, maybe too close. It's a humming noise. Um, then we cut away again. We are at Metropolis Center. We hear a voice coming inside. Have you... Cough. Have you caught them? And we see it is Triad that has been beat up. She's laying in the bed. Saturn Girl's with her. Saturn Girl says, Not yet, Lornu, but we will. And Kaz's absence, I'm going to lead the team after the butchers who did this to you. She's got some flowers and some gifts in there. Uh, Marjay Brand. And uh, Saturn Girl continues, But in order to identify them, I have to make a telepathic scan of your memories. I know this is hard on you, but I need you to think back. I'm scanning, so remember as much about what happened as you... Oh, God. That's enough, Luarnu. I'm putting a command in your head now. Go to sleep. Saturn Girl looks a little disturbed. She sa- she thinks, I hope you're happy, cause I wanted all of us to go on the Tangleweb mission. If we had... Trad wouldn't have been cornered alone Wouldn't be here now Wherever you and your team are cause I hope you're in better shape than we are They are not Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We cut to a cave It's got many uh, little webbing houses All along these rocks Uh, We see one breaking open It is Andromeda she thinks, still alive? Of course, sure, there's no lead around to poison your system. But between the trans suit tearing and the creepoid touching, you had a hysterical reaction. Stupid. Uh, she starts breaking free of the others, ripping apart the webbing sacks. Um, okay, everybody out. Apparition says, Andromeda, you're all right? Why did you? Andromeda says, I don't want to talk about it right now. Web goo is holding my suit together, and it won't last. Uh, Leviathan says then let's get moving Huh where's Cam And Laurel says Looks like he left us to rot in this chamber Let me tell you about trusting A And She's pointing at the, his website Which is already broken open And Leviathan says Don't bother all you really tell us Whenever you open your mouth is more about yourself Apparition scout around Go phantom for protection And Apparition starts Flying around through the cave She's thinking, brr, grife, these bug boys are creepy. Relax, girl. Like Leviathan said, they can't touch you. Concentrate on Cam. I'm picking up a signal from his flight ring right about here. But what in Valor's name is he doing? And he's talking to one of the spider aliens. And uh, they appear to be speaking the same language. She flies down. Cam, wait, you don't have to bow to this guy just to get us loose. We're already free. We can take him, hit him low, while hit him. And Cam uh stretches his arms up to stop her. And he says, No, Aperchin. Uh she says, No. And we cut away to Derla. Uh, where we see some derlins completing their cloaks. They're speaking a language we do not understand. We see uh Like a big rock coming up with some carvings on it. Some kind of structure. And we hear a squee, squee, squee as they're lowering these three circular things down into some lava. We don't really know what's going on here. Uh, They grab onto something and they start pulling them up. Squee, squee, squee. And one of the Derlins is saying something. No idea what. He's still saying something. We're looking at these three structures that look like giant. Kind of crystal tinctures almost. And one mm. of them looks like it's got kind of a face maybe. a Some eyes. Uh, one of them hits the rocks as it's being pulled up. The Derland seems concerned. It breaks open. <laughs> whoosh. And something comes out of it. They're all alarmed and we cut away. More on that later. Mm-hmm. The humming is still going on as we get back to Lyle. And he's thinking, I'm going to bank that humming coming from the cave is a mechanical noise and not the sound of a thousand Tangleweb captives screaming from inside their cocoons. He comes upon what looks like might be some type of motor. He's like, whew, good. Now I'm a good one thousandth less scared. Looks to be a lightning, a lighting generator cobbled together. Apparently Tangleweb doesn't dine by romantic candlelight. And with all of known space to choose from... My homing signal is still leading me straight into the cave. Swell. No point in going invisible. Last time we fought Tangleweb since my presence anyway. Maybe he can smell fear. Tread lightly, Lyle. You can do this. Stealth is your business. You'll find your pals. You'll get out. You'll be just ducky so long as you watch your step. And he's stepping over all these different pieces of webbing which are everywhere. And then he gets caught by one trap gets pulled straight up, bounces straight down. His head hits the ground. Oh God. I don't want to die upside down. Uh, He collapses on the floor. Yank 50 feet through the feet boots. He sees a familiar pair of boots hanging in the webbing. It is cosmic boy. And it is spark. And it is a member of the science police. Uh, He thinks, oh my, welcome to the next level. Kaz, Ayla, and some poor Moog left over from Tangleweb's last strike. Dead or? No, just unconscious. (laughs) Tangleweb didn't bother to disarm the Moog since the guy can't reach his blaster. Uh, He says, but I can. He pulls the gun out. If I zap everybody free, we can blow before. And he looks and uh, one of the web strands is vibrating. He says, that web, did it just move? And then he hears, yes, you're Mm. not welcome in my pantry, meat cub. Then again, perhaps you are. And uh, it looks like old Tangleweb has come to visit. Lyle's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, wake up, guys, come on, wake up. And he's freeing them. And we cut away. Elsewhere, we have Cam and he is talking to one of the spider aliens and Leviathan's saying, I don't believe it. Sure, they're talking, but what are they saying? The other Legionnaires have joined them. I'm guessing Apparition went back and got them. And uh, Appy says, shame Emmer or Lyle aren't around to translate, but I guess they're too weak to come along on this mission, huh? And uh, Leviathan says, don't poke me. And uh, he says, Cam, I know you don't speak Interlac, but is it there's some way you can let us in on this conversation? Help us understand. And Cam says, story. And the others look a little puzzled, but curious. And Laurel says, what's he doing? And kinetic says, he's telling us a story, of course. And, uh, Leviathan says, him, how? <laughs> and he starts shape changing and he changes into the cruiser. And uh, Leviathan says he's morphing into a, a cruiser. And Laurel says, oh, good charades. Once Ooh. upon a time, there was a star cruiser. Yeah, yeah. How about this one? Two Bismolians walking to a pet shop.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and aberration says, will you hush? And gives her a nasty look. And uh, then he shows the cruiser. It's crashing to the planet. Kinetic says the cruiser crashed here. That's what he's telling us. And uh, Leviathan says, Well, I'll be. Okay, I'll play. What now? Looks like like and he shows the spider alien coming upon the ship. And he says, like one of the spider aliens helping, investigating, no, no, pillaging the down ship. Okay, a spider loot's tech. Not just any spider, the spider who becomes tangleweb. He adapts the mechanics to boost his natural abilities. Then he uses that augmentation to to terrorize the others of his race. And we see Tangleweb as he has created his armor. And it uh, looks like he's lording over his new abilities over the other spiders. And Leviathan says, holy grife, you mean Tangleweb's a villain on this planet? And the other spiders are good guys? Mm. Apparition says, ridiculous. And all of a sudden, the flight rings start buzzing. And Leviathan says, a ring signal. And Apparition says, how so? These spiders didn't do anything to hurt us, did they? Lyle says, they attacked. And Kinetic says, in self-defense, once we struck first. I believe Cam. Leviathan's still talking on his ring. And he says, Kaz, is that you? You're all right? And we cut over to Kaz. And he says, for now, where are we? And uh, Leviathan says, in deep. Have you spotted Tangleweb? Lyle says, oh, Yeah. And Spark says, he's still coming. She's firing upon him with her lightning. Kai says, Lyle, I thought I ordered you to stay behind. Lyle says, you're welcome. Mm. And uh, Spark says, it's no use. He's dodging my bolts. And Kai starts using his powers. He says, then then we've got to get a grip on him. If I turn that web of scrap metal into a cage, you'll get a clear shot. And that's exactly what he does. He gets tangled web uh, contained. And he says, jolt him. And she does. And he's... Uh, Tangleweb screams, Yeah! And uh, we hear a As he gets fried. And yells, Jolt him again. Uh, the other legionnaires arrive inside this part of the cave. Apparition says, Homing signal's coming from this direction. Whoa! Lyle says, A little late for the cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chameleon says, Lyle! And he says, ha-ha, Rebobort. And Lyle says, woof, good to see you too, pal. And the says, so that's it? Tangleweb's out cold? Kau says, for the moment, I know you wanted to be the one nailing Gim, but he's bagged, and that's all that matters, right? And uh, Gim is a little reluctant and says, yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he's not happy about it, but he accepts it. Cam says, Schling! And Lyle says, Tangleweb eats brains? I think we suspected that. Huh? The RNA and brains amps his own intellect. Why is that crucial? Because he's using his smarts to do what? And Cam says, Tangle yeah. Tanglewebs?
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, Lyle says, Create more Tanglewebs. And uh, Leviathan says, What? Lyle says, Look for yourself. He's got flunkies. They're what this is all about. And we see some more coming in. <clears throat> They've got armor on as well. Lyle says, he's out to transform and rule his entire planet. Leviathan says, then we squash him. They all start shooting webs. They hit uh, Laurel again. She screams out, get it off, get it off. Uh, Leviathan looks pretty mad, but he grabs her. gets her out of the webbing's way and he says you're free now fight and uh, she says i don't take orders from you gigantor i can hurt you and he says worse than the tango webs guess again go ahead burst free take my hand with you i don't care i'm holding on to you as long as i've got a stump to pin with you to pin you with you are our only prayer and i'm not letting you run away put your fear aside hang tough That's what I'm doing, and I'll stand for no less from any legionnaire. Is that clear? Laurel looks kind of pissed, but she says, are you done? Good. And she flies off out of the cave, and Leviathan thinks, damn it, that was my one shot, and I blew it. The others are all fighting, the spiders, the tangleweb spiders. Leviathan thinks, I came on too strong. I'm not a leader, and because I'm not... We're all... And then we hear a thoon. Close enough. Take a drink. We haven't had one yeah, in the whole time. Yeah. yay. Uh, the Tangle Whip starts screaming. Kaz is like, what the... And Leviathan says, oh yeah, everybody fly clear. Hurry, hurry. They start flying into the air. Uh, Cam turns into some type of parachute. <laughs> and... All of a sudden, here's Laurel Gant. Leviathan says, she's coming through. Tangleweb and his boys are flying the Andromeda Express. Uh, She's picking up the large section of the, the rock, the cave, and straight into the stratosphere. She flies it way up into space. The Tanglewebs start freezing. She says, there, the cold up here will freeze their joints. And once we get them in prisons, they won't be touching anybody. Not anymore. Mm. So she has her heroic moment. (laughs) Later, and we see the Legionnaires talking to the spiders. Cam is shaking one of their hands or legs, whatever it is. (laughs)
0: Whatever it is, exactly. Appendages.
1: uh, Something. Uh, Leviathan says, thanks. Guess you worked through your problem. Talking to Andromeda. And she says, worked around it anyway. Kaz is talking to Lyle. He says, and you, do you know how much trouble you're in? Lyle looks a little alarmed, says, how much? And Kaz says, none, this time. Enjoy your amnesty. You won't get it next time you disobey an order. Coming home with us? Lyle walks over to his special little cloaking ship and says, got my own ship. Thanks. Need to get it back to a man named Dobe. Or Dobie, I don't know how to say that. As soon as I dig up two cases of silver ale, <laughs> Kaz is talking to the Leviathan He says, so tell me Would you really have held on to Andromeda Even if she torn your arm off? And he says, so you heard that Yeah, I would have Kaz says, good That's just what a leader should be prepared to do Gim says, you're calling me a leader? Quite a compliment coming from you Last time I led the team, I screwed up You let me off the hook by pointing out That every star in the sky marked a mistake We'd make learning lessons says, that I did. But you know what I see when I look up tonight? That there aren't any new stars added to the heavens. Not this time. You can rest a little easier, Kim. You and James both. And we see the stars, and it kind of looks like the symbol of Kid Quantum up there.
0: The end. I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good
0: little resolution. Mm. We get a little background from Mike McAvaney on... uh you know just sort of uh a day in the life of uh of of an assistant editor and what what he deals with and and they talk a little bit about the you know why did they do it this way and uh you know relaunching uh legion of superheroes yet again in 19 in, in 9 uh in 1990 um talking about of course the uh uh getting into into 5 years later talking about the uh um problems that were that occurred during, uh, during, uh, the five, you know, during the five year later run. Um, and then talks about, you know, why they decided to start back at, uh, at square one and, um, and how it was to relaunch, not just the series, but the whole concept of the Legion and, uh, starting the team, indeed the th- whole 30th century over from day one. Anyway, uh, uh, worth a look if you got a copy handy. Um, and, um, so there you go. Quite an issue cool. and uh nice, re- re- nice resolution to that storyline. And, um, I, and I, and I like sort of the, the, this, this take on you know, this take on Laurel doesn't bother me as much as it maybe did at the time. And, um, you know, I think it's you know there's an interesting sort of redemption arc that's 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 going on here, and um, as, as
2: I think it does two things: one, it makes her character a little more like unique from yes. being just a replacement Supergirl, Good but point. also it acts as like a limiting factor of having a Daxmite on the team. If she's kind of yeah. wishy washy and kind of freaked out by aliens,
0: yeah yeah i think it, it yeah it serves like you say it serves some storytelling uh, purposes yeah like but the big part is yeah it definitely makes her much more interesting and uh gives her kind of a, a, a storyline unique to her and um you know i'm not sure that i'd be in a rush to name my kid after her at this stage but you know i've heard i've heard stranger things have happened um and uh you know solid artwork um by uh uh lee motor in this one as well
1: and yeah i i'm really liking his art
0: who was it that the him on this again uh ron boyd right oh right right yeah ron boyd is kind of the the secret weapon to a lot of this um yes I've mentioned many times, uh, um, uh, Eminen saying the time Eminent said to me when I was effusive about the, uh, the artwork, he's he, he immediately deferred uh, a lot of credit to Ron Boyd. And, uh, while I think he was being, you know, extra humble, um, it says a lot of Ron Boyd, uh, that this guy's like, nope, I heap, I heap that praise at, at his feet. And, um, and so that's pretty cool. Um, all right. So, uh, I do have some feedback to get to and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, but first, you know, sometimes we do things a little bit backward, even though (laughs) they came before chronologically speaking. And, um, and, uh, and so I say to myself, what happened this week in Legion history so this issue um, w- went on sale uh, March 14th, 1995. It uh, takes place on um, June 24th, 2994, which was the same day as um, uh, issue, 40, issue 67 and Legionnaires 24. Um, so this week in Legion history, 30 years ago, May 11th, 1993, Legionnaires number four, Leland Macaulay continues to reunite the Fatal Five, revealing that he has the body of Therok in Stasis, 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 and a brand new Emerald Empress, while Mano and the Persuader meet Mordecai and another Emerald Empress, Sirakesh, who seems to wield another Emerald Eye, takes some revenge on Livewire and Inferno, and we covered this in episode 650 um also that day uh came out valor issue nine valor versus dark star trying to impress a girl valor gets mixed up in a conflict between dark star chaser Braun and marauding space pirates in a duel to uh decide who will be planetary champion and we dealt with that one the week before the last one uh it, it, interesting he's got us going back uh in um uh, episode six hundred fifty nine. Oh, I guess it was nine weeks later. Ah, uh, yes, Valor. Mm. Um, wibbly Wobbly uh, Tommy Wami through all of it. Uh, Twenty five years ago, uh, May thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, my my sister's birthday. Um, Green Lantern uh, issue one hundred of from volume three. Plus, there was two variant covers. Going back in time with his encounter with the Legion in the 30th century, Kyle overshoots and ends up fighting alongside a young Hal Jordan. Uh, Also that day, uh, Legionnaires 62 came out, Dark Circle Rising. Worlds are seceding from the United Planets to the competing affiliated planets. Even if there were something the Legion could do about it, they won't get the chance, with the Dark Circle closing in on them. And Michael estimates we will get to this one in the summer of 2026. 15 years ago, May 7th, 2008, Action Comics, uh, Volume 1, Annual 11, with a variant cover. Uh, this extra-length conclusion to Last Sun is here. Uh, Superman and the new Superman Revenge Squad, Lex Luthor, Bizarro, the past Parasite, and Metallo take on General Zod, Ursa, and Non in a battle for Metropolis. The future of Krypton and Christopher Kent. Monel also appears. Uh, ten years ago, May 8th, 2013, Legion of Superheroes, the Dominators trade paperback. One of the Legion's oldest foes returns and plans to destroy the Legion of Superheroes from the inside out. The Dominators have kidnapped Brainiac 5 and Dream Girl, and it's up to Starboy to rescue them. Collects New 52 Legion of Superheroes uh, of, of Volume 7, 8 to 14, and 0. Um, and we covered this on various episodes between, uh, happening, occurring in between uh, Episode 188 and 216. Uh, May 8th, 2013, Smallville, season 11, uh, number 13. Uh, an all-new all, you, uh, all new episode begins with Argo, part one of three. Superman and the Legion of Superheroes try to stop war between Earth and a shocking enemy. Plus, a glitch in Booster Gold's Legion flight ring propels the gold standard. His trusty robot Skeets and the Man of Steel into the thirtieth, 31st century. Um, Five years ago. Uh, May 7th, 2018. Supergirl episode uh, season three, episode 17, Trinity. Still reeling after learning about Lena's secret. Secret. Supergirl (laughs) asks Guardian for a favor that could alter his relationship with Lena forever. Meanwhile, with all three world killers united... Supergirl and the team, which includes the Legion, braced for an epic battle. And there we go. That is what happened this week in Legion history. And I slip over to the mailbag here. Letters. We got some letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, this one uh, actually... Got missed a few weeks ago. Um, comment uh, on the uh, on the website uh, regarding episode seven hundred forty four, the beginning of tomorrow, Legionnaires Zero. Um, from Vic Thor Rose says, "Hey all, I've been listening to y'all for a few ye- a few years. Not commented much, just a bit on Facebook. I've not been reading along with you, just listening. I've dug my old Le- my older Legion comics out and decided to jump in on reading along with y'all here in the reboot." So you will probably be getting a few comments from me, out, quote-unquote, out of time until I catch up to real time. Um, I've been a fan of the Legion since the 70s. I would play superheroes with one of my cousins, and I would use Legion powers. I would have been around 9 or 10 at the time. I did end up losing a long box of comics that included a lot of my earlier Legion comics in a move from southern Illinois out to Kansas City. At the time this issue came out, late 1994, I was still living in Kansas City and buying my comics at at Clint's Comics. I don't think I've reread these issues since they first came out. I definitely enjoyed rereading this issue with y'all. Page 5. In the UP meeting hall, along with Captain Picard by The Globe, it looks like there is a group of three cloaked Durlins to the right of The Globe, and possibly a Tolokian talking to Picard. Standard humanoid with blue skin, uh, the guy in the yellow jacket, and the aliens with the breathing apparatus from a couple of pages further on are showing in the background of the last two panels on page five. They do show up again at the, after the bom- bomb explosion, along with the Derlins. Definitely am enjoying Moy's crowd scenes. Uh, on page 12, Suicide Slum. In the, wi- in the uh, window below stealth, it looks like someone from Infectious Lasses' planet and in the next panel you can see uh Tinya's hand pushing one of the boxes and on page 21 there's a Durlan looks all, like an awful small planet possibly even a moon or Durla looks like an awful small planet possibly even a moon with the chunk out of the side and that's all for now well thanks for your uh, for joining along with us Vic and we look forward to hearing more from you as we make our way through the uh the reboot uh Howard Madnick commenting on last episode um says after listening to the uh, episode 759's discussion of of Farrell Adam and I got to say I love he did an extra large font so I'm I'm loving this <laughs> <laughs> um he says uh after listening to episode 759's discussion of feral Adam, and there having been no mass legionnaires other than him sensor Girl and Le- and Legionnaire Lemon the Silver Age or in me came up with two examples of masked heroes who rejoined while literally masking their IDs, akin to how Jackie and Monel did, and one who successfully used a mask uh, to hide their identity for a whole issue that kept the team guessing like they did with Sensor Girl. Happy to pause for a quick poll to see if you get the same ones I did. Anyone?
2: Yeah. um... um... What were they called? there's two of them, and it was uh green Girl and starboy right
1: mysterious and surprise
2: that's, that's correct
1: it. that's
0: correct and uh one more
2: was satan girl in a mask
0: she was but uh that's I'm, that's not it's different yeah yeah um it is uh Um, Yeah, he says, uh, Unknown Boy, the Unknown Legionnaire. Yeah, I'm on out. Supergirl suffering from Red K partial amnesia with this side effect of being able to see through a lead-lined mask. And this was in Adventure 334. And and also he suggests that perhaps um, I should reference Countdown as the Scottish he says, the Scottish, okay. Um, and, of course, that would be um, after Macbeth being the Scottish play. And um, and so there we go. Outstanding. Thank you, Howard. All right. And that's uh, that's what I got. Anyone got anything else they want to talk about, want to plug, want to?
2: Not at the moment. Unfortunately, no. I mean, the Savage Fincast continues. We've just nice. released a new episode reviewing our, the latest issue of the Savage Dragon. Um, We're trying to put up two episodes a month, one doing the current issues and one doing retro issues. Uh Currently, we are in the midst of 94, 95, uh, doing uh, issues uh, 18
0: and 19. Ah, Early days yet. Nice. Indeed.
2: It goes a lot slower when you're reviewing all the side stuff, too. Freak Force has been going on for about 19 issues itself. Sure, yeah.
1: There were a lot of little spin off things.
2: Yeah, some of them were written by the beer bomb. So there's a Legion connection for you. Absolutely.
1: Have you gotten to the Deadly Duo Limited Series?
2: Uh, we did the first one. Second one's coming up.
0: Okay. Very nice. Cool. All right. Well, that, that is excellent. Where can they find the Savage Fincast?
2: Jim? Find us at savagefincast.com, our website. Nice. You can find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play Podcasts,
0: Spotify, and YouTube. There you go. All right. So we will wrap up then. Comments, as always, folks are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Facebook. Legion of Substitute We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, Legion of Substitute where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And uh, now that we've managed to clean up some of the cobwebs in here, I feel like it's going to be a much more uh, pleasant trip. And and we'll see these, you are just co- these are just cobwebs. Exactly. And we will see you all <laughs> next week.